Hey, uh, Kevin, I want to hear about my trip to California? No. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of the Walker AC Experience. I am your host, Walker AC, the horrible friend, a worse confidant, and a guy who's uh, repeated the same story over and over and over again. But to you, my friends, yes, you are my friends. I am Adrian, coming to you live here on podbean.com. Give us a subscribe, podbean.com, Walker AC. 76.podbean.com and also send us an email shout out to slacking majestically01 yahoo.com that's slacking majestically01 yahoo.com and I'd like to introduce to you uh, my co-host my friend my confidant I'm surprised he's still talking to me after all this time of me standing him up on various trips and plans and everything of the sort because life gets in my way and it sucks please welcome welcome back my co-host my friend and yours Kevin Yu. Hey, Kevin, how's it going? Hello, and happy Mid-Autumn Moon Festival, everybody. I have no idea what that is. Um, how's it going with you? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know. But um, a quick uh, cultural history lesson. I forgot to, exp- um, I guess, introduce this in Cyril and Bear. But it's, um, it's a cultural festival um, in China uh, to commemorate a... Um, how the Chinese got their independence back from the Mongols. The story is the Mongol, like the Mongols took over China, and that um, the Chinese rebellion spread um, messages and mooncakes, and so that's how they got their intel across. And that's why traditionally, for mid-autumn, you eat mooncakes. I did not know that. I mean, thank you for educating me. And. You know, I want to make a snide comment, a, smi- a snide joke, but I don't want to step on anyone's, you know, beliefs or whatnot. Um, what is a mooncake? And I know people are screaming at me right now, going, "You moron!" Um, what, what is a mooncake? It's a, it's a, you know, a Chinese pastry, and sometimes they throw a red bean or like salted egg. They're high in cholesterol, and I personally ugh, don't really like them. <laughs> That's the last thing a black man needs is more high cholesterol. Thank you for secretly wanting to kill me, Kevin. I I really do appreciate that. <laughs> Let me get you didn't get that bag of fried Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. I ate a few. Uh, granted, my arm is uh, going numb a little bit. I'm having a hard time breathing, but you know, uh, it's a friendship gift, and I will gladly enjoy every bite. Uh, <laughs> Uh, recently, uh, you guys uh, recorded uh, the next episode of Cereal and Beer, which will be coming out shortly. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, can we get a small smidget of, uh, of information about the show, or should we wait until it comes out later this month? Well, we have our usual recommendations. We uh, talk about things such as um, the uh, increasing numbers of COVID, and we're talking about um, maybe... Uh, a famous uh, YouTube dancer, and uh, yeah, and then also exploring um, issues such as uh, why do older Asians tend to be conservative and younger Asians t- tend to be more liberal? Interesting. Oh no, I, I, I interrupted your train of thought. No, go ahead, please finish. <laughs> oh no, that was basically it. Basically it. That's uh, yeah, it's just standard format. It was a good time. Awesome. I definitely can't wait to hear it because you know me. I'm getting like a schoolgirl waiting for the next episode to come out. I promise I won't harass you and Jeff too much. Uh, just <laughs> Everyone, just look out for the next episode of Cereal and Beer. Um, it's going to be a tremendous uh, episode as well. So, of course, if you've never heard of uh, Cereal and Beer, please go back to the Walker AC Experience. Look for those past episodes. Um, they're very entertaining. Once again, just two best friends having a conversation. 
um, that's really entertaining, very funny, and it will definitely uh, help you uh, learn something new. So we do appreciate that. And topic for today, keep things, once again, a little bit simple. Um, of course, you know, as you know, as the show goes on, you and I will once again solve some world problem that'll make us, you know, more legendary status than we already are. But we are humble people, Kevin. We are very humble people. Um, I was having... More humble than everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will beat modesty into you. Yes. <laughs> I was uh, I was having lunch uh, with my mother earlier today, and she informed me that she listened to a couple of radio shows in the morning, and it had a couple of just lighthearted topics. And one of the topics were if you were able to go back in a time machine, because you know we all have those hidden in our closet somewhere, and we encountered our 18-year-old selves. What advice would we give our 18-year-old selves in three words? And in the beginning, I'm like, you know. That's something you read on Facebook, you know, those silly Facebook posts. If you had a million dollars and one foot, what would you do kind of thing? Or would you chop off a testicle for two minutes? No, I wouldn't do any of that stuff, no. Um, but it kind of sparked a little bit of intrigue in me. And so I'll just ask you, you know, what, would, what would you tell your 18-year-old self using only three words? Uh, well, maybe, you know, if a spurring moment... I might just say, like, you're good enough. And just let myself really ponder that and take it to heart and, you know, think about what that really means, to, um, you know, coming from future me. You know, I mean, I think I, I could have used it, like, thinking that I wasn't, you know, accomplished enough or didn't have, you know, what it took to make something out of myself or to get what I want in life. Yeah. Either that is like invest in Facebook or Bitcoin. <laughs> Please create Twitter, you know, just <laughs> Exactly. How's it you? You know, during lunch I kinda of thought about it for a second. And of course, being so quote unquote podcast famous, I want to come up with something snarky. Like use a condom, you know, and that would have just took everything with that. Um, but I don't go back and I regret none of that stuff. So I really thought about it and listening to yours, how, how positive of a message yours is. I look at that and I'm thinking, I'm like, wow, what can I possibly say to my 18 year old self? You know, like bad yellow snow or do a rewipe. Uh, just, I don't know. I really couldn't think of anything you know, too deep. You know, I can say, you know, please love yourself, or don't stop fighting, or you're better than you're better than that. And it would be it's it's not really in my beliefs is not really that profound. You know, because you know we have positive messages everywhere, even before Facebook flooded your timeline with memes or TikTok will give you inspirational quotes with weird background music like Rick James or something, but uh, look it up, millennials. And I just try to think of just something simple. You know, um, live in peace. Um, keep pushing forward. Just, I don't know, just, just some, something very, I really can't think of anything profound. Can you? I don't think it needs to be profound. I think it just needs to be something personal where it would matter to you. You know, we're not you know, asking for a magic spell. It's just something that really would... I just think something like that would really fundamentally carry somebody in their life. I think words have a lot of power. It, you know, what we say matters. I don't, I don't believe in that, that little saying, you know, sticks and thones. Words do hurt, and words do heal. Words can make a difference. Like, like the quotes that I've come across through my life, I, like, I really enjoy them. Like... Uh, you know, like I like that Maya Angelou quote where it's um, people may forget what you said to them, but they'll remember how you made them feel. That made a lot of sense to me, and that kind of makes me think about you know how you interact with people. So it doesn't have to be like you know, like a like heat, like a keys to success, just something that would you know be really meaningful. That's true. I mean, see, as we speak. 
And as I listen to your wisdom, you know, me, the fool, I always have to try to find something more snarky. Don't eat Taco Bell. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, um, don't eat McDonald's. Just, I don't know, silly things like that. Um, but no, and I agree with you to an extent about words. Um, because for the longest time, I did cling on to the sticks and stones. Because I was always taught at a very young age, um, growing up in the projects or the hood as, you know, whatever people to refer it, you know, yeah, sticks and stones may break your bones, but, you know, words have never hurt me. And my mom always told me, if someone is threatening to you or wanting to cause you harm, they can talk until they're blue in the face. They can talk until they're blue in the face. But until they put their hands on you and provide a threat, you know, then you can defend yourself. But words really cannot be used as weapons. And I'm not too sure whether it's the generation or it's just difference in belief. Because as an example, as just a very loose example, Kevin, um, someone can look at me and insult me, can insult my race, can insult my intelligence, can, can, insult, my lot, can insult my lot in life. Or can insult my speech. Good Lord, I can barely form a coherent, coherent sentence nowadays. Um, but that wouldn't really hurt me because I understand who I am. I understand who I am as a person, my limitations, how far I can go, stuff like that. So I can let that roll off. But then I can look on the other side of the coin and have someone say, hey, you know, your son's a blah, 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 or your mother's a blah, blah, blah. Of course, that will incite an emotion inside you where you want to defend, whether it be walking away or physical violence or making you feel some sort of way. So I do see your side, but my side is just mainly of, it's just words. You know, I mean, words can do good. And as far as being offensive, I really don't believe as such. I guess it could be my age. I guess it could be my experience um, in life and what I've been through. But I just, see, I just see it a different way. Well, I just see it differently because I just, you know, my profession involves words and language and what it means, especially when you don't have the words to express yourself. I think that's just horrific I mean imagine having a tracheotomy and you can't speak anymore and how hard communication can get and now you have to learn a whole new way of speaking and just how healing things can be how when a kind word can really turn things around for a person or um, I once heard of something where there are two instances that people really have a hard time getting over which is losing a job and getting divorced. And I think those words are, you know, we gotta let you go or I don't love you anymore. That would be a horrible dagger to the heart either way. Yes, and I agree. I agree to an extent. Um, I did get your letter on the end table and I understand if you don't want to see me anymore, Kevin, um, but you're not getting, but you're not getting your wrestling, you're not getting your wrestling tapes back. I'm sorry, you gave them to me. They're mine. Um, do not be an Indian giver and try to You will be hearing from my lawyer about that. Um, but I know. Why was, has there ever been a judge or a lawyer themed wrestler? That's a great question. And I don't think so. I think that's something we can create. Um, oh, oh, man. <laughs> we could do like a Morgan and Morgan wrestling team. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know, I'm thinking you can be the lawyer, which would be the manager, and I'll be the executioner. You know, I mean. Or the bailiff. Yeah, the bailiff, yes. <laughs> oh, this is, see, we just stumbled upon a million-dollar idea, and we're going to trademark oh. that sucker. So, oh man, stuck in the room. <laughs> if anybody hears us and try to take it, nope, nope, copyright, folks, trademark. That's right, patent pending. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is, this is a funny gimmick. <laughs> See, here at the Walker AC Experience, we come up with new ideas, fresh ideas, because trust me, we solve problems, folks. <laughs> we're not heroes, we're legends. Sometimes we create problems to solve them. Yes. See, we represent everybody. Lawyers, too, folks. Lawyers, too. But going back to... See, you just threw me off, Kevin. Just threw me off. 
Damn you. <laughs> See, we're talking about the power of words, and you just blew me out of the water by, by just coming up with a wrestling idea. Damn it. That's right. Case in point. Power of words, baby. <laughs> I acquiesce. You're right on that one. You got me, Kevin. You got me. It's got to mention the wrestling. <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. Well, here, fine. We'll move on from that one. Debate about that one another day. Damn you, straight man. Damn you. And one more thing. They one more thing. My mother brought up during lunch is once again a very interesting scenario. Silly scenario. Um, if there was an apocalypse and you were in a safe place, a bunker or whatnot, what three things would you take and why? Um, and I thought about it. I'm like, okay. I'll bring in supply of water, of course, canned goods, because they go bad within years and years and years and years, and a can opener. That's the three things I would bring with me. And she mentioned an unlimited supply of food, um, water, and a companion. And I understood that, and I thought about it. I'm like, in the, in the supply of food, the food would go bad, and you really wouldn't have any possible way to throw it out. And a companion, all, all, you know, although would be tremendous, but they will get on your nerves after a while, depending upon who you, who you bring with you. Relative, girlfriend, boyfriend, you know, your best friend, they will just drive you insane. You have to kill them and eat them. Um, what uh, three things would you bring with you? Oh, man. That would be... Well, but then it's kind of like we have bend the rules, but, you know, you have, uh, you know... Uh, unlimited food because then you know you get really into the weeds about it it's like oh there's not more than one thing but like i don't know if i kind of think maybe just like a moist recorder carbon monoxide and, a, and something to breathe it in with because <laughs> you gotta think about it if you're the last man standing in a, in a ruined world with no hope and the thing, you have to go through a lot of suffering on your own. You know, you might just not even make it mentally. You know, you may, you won't be able to find fresh water. You, you know, how are you going to get food? What if you get sick? And just like, you know, in these kind of scenarios, like if there's a nuclear attack, I'm like, man, just wipe me out in the beginning. <laughs> I don't want to go through the insanity of the aftermath. I know we'll make it. <laughs> I mean, it would be it would be interesting to see how long, you know, a person like myself or a person like you would last. I mean, will we last thirty days, or will we just go insane and just check out ourselves and just be done with it? Well, um, did you ever see The Road? No, I heard about it, but never seen it. And for those of people who haven't seen it, um, just give us a small synopsis of it. So it's a post-apocalyptic world where um, a man and his son are trying to survive. It is bleak, and it is like the world's ruined. There is no hope. There is, it's like, that's it. It's just humanity is dying out, and humanity can't bounce back. And so it's just like, it, it, I just think it's kind of almost interesting how daring it is to be like, well, there's not going to be some magical city, you know, like, there's no... I guess happy ending but like that's how things happen because <laughs> you gotta think like you know what happens to all the dinosaurs do you think they just like oh yeah it would be great you know hmm. that's true I mean because I, I, you're right I mean there would not be a grand supply of water because because most of it would be contaminated and food mm-hmm. where would you get your food from other than maybe finding a can or two or a Twinkie or two but after that it would just run out uh, it'd be like your post-apocalyptic uh, zombie land, you know, type of movie, minus the zombies. But, uh, yeah, I mean, of course, you can play the hypothetical game of, you know, lock me in a room with with fresh water and canned goods. You know, but, of course, I mean, you have to be realistic about it. But, but you know, it's a it's a fun thing to throw around. It is. It is, like, you know, but, like, you know, of course, like, survival things, that would be, you know, good, but, like, uh, there's that Star Trek quote, like survival, survival is insufficient, and yeah, kind of see that. 
Oh, come on, Kevin. I mean, you wouldn't want to be on a show like Naked and Afraid or one of those other reality shows where you have to survive on your own. Granted, cameras are watching your every movement, you know, and they give you supplies here and there so you won't die. I think I might just ruin the show just by being weird. <laughs> just, <laughs> uh, just start singing copyrighted songs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What? No, but no, why would you? Why would you do that? <laughs> because I can. Because like I, I don't like how fake reality TV is. Like you see on like talk shows, and everybody seems like such a phony. No, he says like I don't like that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like this was garbage. <laughs> see, note to self: never go on a reality show with Kevin because he just screw it up instantly within the first five minutes. There goes my paycheck. Again. Kevin ruins it again. Or it could become his own show. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, re- like reality, reality is kind of boring. <laughs> it's only, like, the freak shows that get your attention. Because reality TV is scripted. And those shows that are survival-based or whatever, it's scripted. Like, nobody's going to end up with scabies. And when they do get hurt, it's like, oh, but then they kind of monetize that too. It's like, oh, well, they got hurt. Everybody, look, let's see how this person gets smashed in the face of watermelon. <laughs> so if you had your choice, I mean, what kind of reality show would you make? Hmm. It would be, I think it would be kind of fun just to have like an improv where it's like, a, a take on improv everywhere when that that was popular like years and years ago about you going out there and like presenting the scenario to people how, how they react it, like they have these you know like a person that's, that gets hurt in the street and it's like they, they see how long it takes for people to notice them and help them and see what they do and just to see how people react to kind of unusual situations because people just sleepwalk through life but what happens if like you know you see somebody, you know, acting really weird, <laughs> or like, um, uh, like, a, or just like, a, I saw this one video where this guy, um, he, he hired people to pretend to be paparazzi, and so he, you know, started attracting other people's attention. So like, yeah, yeah, wasn't that guy in that one movie, that Spider-Man movie? <laughs> so I think it's funny to see these kind of things. Well, I, I really think you're right. I mean, I think. <sighs> I think the whole reality thing is kind of played out. If we did, if you did create a show like them, like I'm, like I'm saying, we, like I was part of it too. If you created a show like that, I mean, I think in this generation it wouldn't work, you know, because everyone is all wrapped up in their phones, wrapped up in their camera phones. And you're right. I, I, I don't think anybody would do anything. You know, you know, you know. I think if you fell down, crashed a car or something, the first thing they're going to do is pull out their phones and record. So. Hmm. I've also thought about hmm, now would be a really great time to be a pickpocket <laughs> you're so distracted <laughs> see your reality show wouldn't work Evan <laughs> it wouldn't work <laughs> <laughs> oh well back to the drawing board at least we got that wrestling idea Yeah, and that's all we need that is, that's all we need that's well, right <laughs> Now, what are, now, what, are, what are the topics do you have in mind today? Because I know, I know this show is kind of all over the board here. I wanted it to, you know, to be kind of lighthearted, and it is. So we're just everywhere today. Now, do you have any topics in mind, or, or, or just shall I continue? Uh, it's just random topics. Like, okay, so what do you think is the most important bodily function that you need to keep healthy. Hmm. I would say your oral hygiene. Mm, good choice. Yes, because I mean, due to interaction with people on a daily basis, whether you want to or not, you have to interact with people. You know, your job, your social life, even family. And if you have bad, you know, dental hygiene, or just just that, is this bad oral hygiene, um, or even a you know, even like a messed up tongue. I don't know how that'd be possible. You know, that's, that's something you have to take care of. I mean, do you agree or, or, or you think of something else? I agree. I, I want to expand upon that and just basically the odors that a person can emit. 
it's like be conscious of it it's like like be careful of having bo <laughs> and of course you know just the, you know, the oral hygiene it's just because people can forgive a lot people can forgive like people like being disheveled but i think it's a lot harder to forgive something that like stinks really bad well, I mean, I think I touched upon this before um, when I was, uh, when I had a small cameo uh, on your Serial on Beer podcast and we talked about, um, you know, hygiene and how you, how you spoke to a principal, I believe, um, some years back and, mm-hmm. you know, you know, his breath was literally kicking you in the face <laughs> and it was mm-hmm. really, really bad. And like I mentioned before, that was one of my great phobias is bad oral hygiene, the fact that I deal in customer service and the last thing I want to do is talk to a customer and I'm looking at them and they're blinking their eyes feverishly or they start coughing or they take a mint, you know, just to mask the shit breath that I have. So I'm always looking out for that, Um, always brushing my teeth, always gargling with mouthwashes, doing something so I won't melt somebody's face off. And that's my little insecurity that I have about myself. So to me, oral hygiene is, is tip top for me. Um, a little small side note is I have crooked teeth and I was born with it. I didn't eat some funky candy bar and it cracked my teeth or anything. I just have crooked teeth just the way it is. And braces at that particular junction in my life wasn't an option, but it doesn't stop me from brushing, flossing, you name it. I try to do it. And I think even if you have death breath, no one will tell you. And I think that's something that we really need to, to really do, I guess, because we spare a lot of people's feelings. And I think if someone said, hey, Adrian, your breath is crap, at least I can be self-aware to go, oh, okay, be right back, and I'll take care of that. <laughs> but, uh, but, but yes, please, your turn. I'd love to hear your, your thoughts on that. I agree. One occasion that I think happens where people end up with bad breath is when they drink because alcohol dries out your mouth and just like the stench comes out and that's why you get morning breath so pro tip for everybody if you're gonna drink drink some water not just to keep you hydrated but to also avoid that horrible breath and that's good lucky me i drink bottles of water a lot because <laughs> nice. i just have to now, here's an oddball question as we're talking about oral hygiene. Now, would you rather have bad breath or stinky feet? Hmm. Um, as a one-off, like, noticing, like, uh-oh. Eh. Hmm. I think bad breath because that's easily remedied. Unless it's, like, something deeper, like, you, like your tooth fall out and you're having... <laughs> And just you have rot and I don't know gums. That's a different thing. It just seems like it's just easier to to remedy, whereas like having foot fungus is takes a little bit more work to get rid of. I never had foot fungus. I've never seen foot fungus. Granted, I really don't want to see it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's really interesting to see how many products they have for foot fungus versus how many products they have for bad breath. It's a simple gargling tool that you do. You don't really take a pill for it, or you really don't take anything hardcore. You just gargle with mouthwash, or they, or they prescribe you a stronger mouthwash. If your feet stink, or you have foot fungus, or whatever weird discoloration your toe may have, you know you have to go through a whole lot of channels to get that taken care of. So yeah, I definitely think dealing with bad breath versus foot fungus, I think I'll choose a bad breath for now. Now. When was your last encounter with someone with the you know, breath of a thousand asses? Uh, probably at um, last week when I was at a bar, you know, just like, I was just talking to the people that hang out there. I'm just like, oh, you need to drink some water. I'm just trying to angle my body away because, you know, I, I just couldn't break that social rule and be like, why do you smell so bad? <laughs> Now, do I mean? But I don't. I don't mean to interrupt your your train of thought. But why do you think we don't say anything as a society? I mean, we we, we tell people all the time, you know, you know, hey, you have bad body odor, 
or hey, there's a booger in your nose, or hey, there's something on your head. Why don't we ever really go the extra mile and say, hey, you're cool people, but your breath is like killing me? Well, um, yeah, this podcast I really enjoyed, um, named Hidden Brain, went into this subject. Um, basically, it's because there are two values that come into conflict the need to be kind and the need to be honest. Now, when those two butt heads, most people will choose the need to be kind rather than the need to be honest because the need to be honest can have worse repercussions. Whereas, like, oh, you don't get punished usually as badly for being too kind. Hmm. I think you mentioned earlier about words and how they can hurt and how they can heal. So if someone said, Kevin, you know, your breath is rotten, would you be more offended or would you be more thankful? You know, that someone had the mindset or, you know, someone cared about you enough to say that. Depends on the um, circumstance. Let's just say it was like, um, hmm. It, if it's like, it's like a kid, I'm just like, fine. But if it, let's just say like I was trying to talk to a girl and she said that to me, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> that would be really humiliating. <laughs> well, I mean, but I mean, but 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 that would give you, yes, you know, yes, it would sting, it, it would hurt, but that would give you the awareness to go, okay, I know for next time, if I'm going to approach somebody, I know to be prepared. So I mean, I think, I think you you had to be a little, a little thankful for it, um, you know, other than being hurt. Yeah, it just depends on the circumstance of the person. If it came from a supermodel, it'd be really, really, really sad. But if it came from some crackhead, you know, <laughs> and it's like, okay, I guess I'll, I'll fix that. You, you, you work on you, I'll work on me. Or if it's the other way around. You know, if a young lady, a uh, young attractive lady would approach you and talk to you, and she was stinky, would you deal, not, I don't want to say deal with it, but would you, would you deal with it in, your, in order to make that connection? Or would you politely tell her, hey, here's gum, or hey, would you like a drink, or hey, you know, something to kind of you know, let her know that something's going on under her tongue? I would, I would try to find a way to get to, to plan B, by like, oh, hey, try this, um, let's try this mint drink, it's really nice, you know? Or like, have you ever tried the aloe vera drink? It's really, it's really refreshing. Just to try to get that going. Because for somebody you, you find very enticing, I think mean, it's a good amount you put up with, you know? And, you know, I'm gonna respectfully disagree. And I guess okay. it's because of the experiences that I had in life. I'm going to, I'm going to keep referring back to that, this experience I had in life. I have sugarcoated a lot of things in my time just to be liked or just to be accepted. And I've learned, you know, through, through trials and tribulations in life and just many, just different advice from family members, just say, speak your mind. You know, if, if they get offended or they get hurt, obviously it's not your intention to cause any harm or damage by saying, you know, hey, once again, you're you're beautiful, you're great, but you know your breath may need work, or hey, you know you're a great person, but hey, you have toe fungus. That's kind of go taking too far, but you understand what I mean. Um, I think I would <clears throat> I would take the bullet, you know, and say, hey, you know, you're great. Oh my God, you're gorgeous, but I think, you know, you need to have a mint, or I think you might need to excuse yourself to take care of something because just in case if there's a connection you would still want to be upfront and honest with that person instead of masking it under here try this drink or here try this mint or something of the sort i mean you you would want to start off being open and honest instead of kind of lying to the person and then telling them later on you know that their breath smells like swollen feet mm-hmm. and yeah it's also kind of like if it's like a one-off thing, you first meet them and they're doing it like, all right, maybe I can try it. But if it's a pattern, then it's like a big, like a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so in saying that, when do you think it's okay to be honest with a person that you're getting to know as far as focusing on bad hygiene? Uh, that's a hard one because I've failed to do this in real life. I failed to let somebody know that like their hygiene was that bad. Um, like, you know, but like, I think from what I've learned, it's like, it's the three P. If there's a third offense, it's like, I want to talk, you know, I want to tell you something honestly. It's not to hurt you, but this is it's like, a, like an issue that I think we, you know, could benefit, you know, you once it's addressed. So what you're trying to say is, Kevin, when we hang out a third time, are you going to hand me a bottle of Listerine? Is, is, is this where this is going? We're going to have a, a you know, the Listerine chugging contest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's why I got the Amazon package of Listerine strips. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Like, like, like a true alcoholic. <laughs> no, I, I, just, I, I just, I just think once again, not to make this too, too deep political. I just think that, you know, we're way too, we're way too nice, way, too, way too kind to people these days, and then the fact of explaining, you know, reality, I guess. Because we don't want to, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, you know, by saying, "Hey, I can, I can smell you from here." So maybe you might want deodorant. You might want to take a shower. Or hey, you know, your breath is pretty bad. You're a great person to talk to. You want to, I want to continue talking to you. So you might want to take care of that. You know, just just something of the sort because that'll make that person a little bit better versus sending them out to the world blind. You know, because you don't want to, you don't want to hurt their feelings. Well, um, I think it's funny when people pretend that nothing will hurt them because those people have, something will offend everybody, 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 everybody. I knew somebody that would say that and then somebody made a joke about 9-11, they got super offended. I'm like, aha, (laughs) (laughs) you thought you you were better. Who's a snowflake now? No, it's it's so silly to think that people are immune to these things. Everybody's got something. Or like, it's like if you if, if you're immune to criticism, become an internet pariah. Let's see how your ego deals with that. <laughs> become that person that had uncontrollable diarrhea and they had to turn the plate around. We reference that. Let's see how that do, that affects your psyche and you'll live with that for the rest of your life. It's it's just like I just think it's not it's not sparing somebody's feelings. It's about saying it in a compassionate way. To go back to the episode head and bring, when you tell somebody with the intention of like, this is to help you from here on out. It's not about being nitpicky, it's not about a personal attack. But I'm telling you this because it's gonna, you know, you're gonna have you know, this is to help you. Like, you know, any of you out there who are in a uh, leadership or supervisory position, you know that it's important to tell, to break bad news to people. And, like, how you do it is important. Uh, When I've had to do it, I say, like, this is strictly professional and this is to benefit you. But these are areas that I think are critical that we need to to address. And the one one time I did it, and they didn't take it well, but I had to say, like, well, oh, it's, it's like, if you, you want you, I mean, okay, it's just getting mad at it, it doesn't, it doesn't help. In fact, it probably makes it worse, mm-hmm. because if they can't take constructive criticism to improve, well, that's an, a, a, yet another problem that compounds it. Yes, and, and, I, and I agree with you to an extent on that. And I, I, guess, I guess it's not just, you know, nothing can offend me. Is just once again, it's just how you word it. Because once again, you have to be open to criticism, like you said. And of course, if nothing offends you, then you're a freaking sociopath, and uh, you know you should be on a watch list. But if you take everything someone says, you know, constructively, then I think you'll be okay. Um, like I said, I mean, whether it be a work performance, whether it be a relationship, whether it just be, you know, I mean, a friendship criticism. I think everyone should be open to it. And not try to get offended, you know, so much with, with you know with anything and everything. I mean, once again, I'll always say, you know, I think having an open mind um, t- 
to everything where you know we're just, is this really benefits you and trust me there have been plenty of times where you know, people have told me things about me that needs improving and instead of turning a blind eye and going nope i'm perfect i'm fine you're wrong you suck no i actually listen to an open mind and i say well maybe i can work on this or maybe i can work on this or i believe i'm okay with this part and i move on instead of going what you tell me this you know pox on your firstborn you know you work on a salamander's tongue no i'm perfect no no no. i actually try to have an open mind and the older i get you know the more of okay i need to improve on a b c and d versus at age 19 i thought i was freaking perfect with an afro and big coke <laughs> bottle glasses on a clear deck of see moscow so but you know you know i just i just don't want to i don't want to use the word soft when it comes to people nowadays and explaining things that may hurt their feelings but i just think that um i don't know people should be open more open-minded to, to, to criticism it's also about if people are ready for it as well you know imagine having you know going up to a woman that had you know had a miscarriage and be like yeah don't worry you've got more eggs than you that's got <laughs> as funny as that is but i mean at one point i mean you kind of moving a goalpost you're kind of taking it to the extreme kevin <laughs> but also like you know what if somebody came up to you and be like hey let me tell you about the black experience in america that wasn't black what are you talking about shockingly that happens a lot hey you can't talk about black people like that but you're white i know i'm white but you can't do that you know kind of thing i know better than you (laughs) that absolutely insane it happens to me a lot you can't make that joke why i'm black it offends me but you're caucasian Sure, okay, you know, but... Uh, Maybe, Adrian, you're not black enough. Oh, I got that too, so, yes, I definitely got that. <laughs> stay, stay, stay on topic, Kevin, too. stay on topic. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fun one, too. It's, it's like, people say the craziest stuff, like, you know, also kind of, like, depends on where you are. It's like, I don't, I don't go around trying to... Like, I like I know what buttons push me, and so I try not to push the other like the opposite of that onto people. But when people put onto me, I get really annoyed. It's like, why did you come out to to me with this? I don't know where. Don't tell me what your crazy conspiracy theories. I I, I had a rant about that. Like, don't come at me with that because I'm not down with it. <laughs> Don't what? tell me that like you think vaccines cause autism. Okay. <laughs> just don't. Like you're, you're like we're not even the same level of discourse. So don't even, you know. Well, I mean, when we don't talk about criticism, I mean, I'm not talking about you know going that far, you know, of hey, Kevin, you're not Asian enough. Get out, of, get out of my face. Just, just, get, just go, get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> but just people are just so silly, like to think that you know. It, it, I think really, and it's also like, I like to think about being charismatic. And, you know, it's like um, the Jizza, you know, it's about the Jizza album, Liquid Sword. Like, like, when you're able to fluently persuade people with your words, you understand the magic, like how powerful it is uh, of, of influencing somebody by really getting to know them, like being able to you know, wield that kind of power is amazing. <laughs> like, you know, every good, you know, every, you know, the great orator, you think of all the legendary leaders in the world, they were probably really good on the mic. Mm-hmm. Yes, and okay. it's, 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 a, it's a powerful thing you know, um, when your words and your charisma can affect a large group of people. But of course, just like any kind of power comes responsibility, naturally. You know, but when I talk about, you know, being offensive, you know, by trying to, you know, let people know something about themselves that, that can be improved. Of course, I'm not 
talking about going, well, if you join the church and invite Jesus into your heart, you'll be better. No, no, I'm not talking about that. Yeah, I'm talking about just, just start, starting off small, Kevin, just the simple things, you know, hey, your feet stink, you know, just something basic like that. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, not that, you know, you join, you join our cult and you get free Kool-Aid for life. No, just, mm. you know, hey, flavor Kool-Aid, I mean, folks. I prefer Crystal Light, but that's just me. Such, <laughs> such a white drink, Kevin, such a white drink. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. The real honesty is Mio. That's where the real flavor is at. That's my plug. Get some Mio, everybody. Oh, my God. I cannot believe you brought that up. Okay, folks, take a pause. We're going to take a small aside here from all the seriousness. We're going to dip into this just for a second. Just for a second now. Now, I'm going to turn it to you for a second. Once again, please educate our audience to what Mio is, and I will gladly comment on it. Excellent. Mio is the hot new treat sensation. Actually, not too new. But it's, um, it's like a concentrated flavoring, and there's a plethora of um, flavors. All over you get lemon and lemon or um, blackberry or pomegranate citrus and um and you can just add as much flavor or as little flavor into some water that you want and so there's ones that have electrolytes and there's ones that um that have vitamins and like to me it's like it's like being able to have like a, a um flavored water that's a lot nicer it's not all weird and chemically like some flavored waters out there exist and i just felt it's just a really nice way to have some water with their flavor that you control so you can get meal at you know, where you get food and food adjacent things yes i, I tried meal a few times and to me it's like high fructose syrup and like a small little bottle you pour into your water and you go into diabetic shock drinking it um i guess i might have had a weird flavor um but yeah meal i had that at uh, store I used to work at. We used to stock all these different types of Mio's. I haven't heard of Mio in many, many years. So kudos to you for bringing that up. Uh, yeah, I was never, never a big fan. I was more of a Crystal Light kind of guy. So scratch the, uh, you know, scratch the white joke there I made. Uh, how much Mio are you putting in your drinks? Just a little bit in the water bottle. I mean, I, I mean that stuff was concentrate. Good lord, yeah. I drank that. I'd shake for like a half hour. Oh, I mean, I was just adding a couple of drops. I wasn't like, you know, trying to take shots of them. <laughs> we, see, we see the commercial, you know, they squeeze the whole, they squeeze something into a bottle and shake it up and be okay. And I'm wondering, I'm like, I'm like, okay, what, what earth realm are these people from to drink that kind of stuff? Oh, good gracious. A maniac. <laughs> so, you know, once again, like once again, a sociopath. Uh, yes, people. Um, I mean, go to any kind of local convenience store and buy a Mio. Give it a shot. So... You totally lost my train of thought there, Kevin. Just totally threw me <laughs> off there, brother. So, uh, <laughs> anything else we have before we switch over to rants? Well, uh, oh, okay. Here's a fun little one. I believe that holidays need to be sequestered to their own months, and they should not be pushing into other months. We've also talked about this on Serial Beer. For example... Last month, I saw Christmas stuff on sale at uh, Costco, and I got highly offended. You know, to also touch upon people being offended. And I was like, this is insane. Not even officially fall yet. Stop it, Christmas. Oh, how do you feel? Oh, please. Last month, I mean, like the spirit store started popping up everywhere. So there you go. Mm-hmm. So, are you a big fan of Christmas? I used to be, just like every other child. I, I, I used to be. I'm more into, hmm. Now at my age, I like the visual aspects of it. If I'm driving home and I see somebody decorate their home full of Christmas stuff that's going to you know, skyrocket their FPL bill, then yeah, it definitely entertains me. Um, but other than that, other than the, the, the sad same Christmas movies every single year, same basis, you know, Guy goes home for Christmas, has no idea what to do with his life. He meets a girl or an old girlfriend. They get back together again, and Christmas is tremendous. No, I can really do without those movies. Um, no, it just, uh, it just the, the visual part for me works. Uh, what about you? Uh, uh, it's 
I like the things that result from Christmas, like, you know, being kind to each other, being generous, um, spending time with each other. Those are really nice. I just don't like the stress of it all and, like, the samey-sameness of all. Like, you know what you're getting, and it's just like, oh, boy, here we go again, which is, I think, is more fun to subvert things, like watching Christmas horror movies. Like, I, I wanted to watch this movie called Black Christmas, which is a remake of a set, like an older horror, um, horror film based on Christmas. And just, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's a little more fun than just the same old thing every year. I've seen Black Christmas. I think you'll, I, I think you'll enjoy it. You will truly, truly enjoy it. Oh, nice. There's another Netflix movie called um, Better Watch Out, which is basically like um, Home Alone, but not family-friendly at all. Sounds morbid. But yes, I'll definitely give it a shot. It's a good one. Um, now, is, is it my turn for a rant, or are you going to continue on with sure, yours? Sure, let's, let's do some rants. All right, this is my rant. Kevin, my friend, I love you to death. You are so goddamn intelligent. You make me feel like a moron when we're doing our show. <laughs> <laughs> I, bring up these, I bring up these simple topics, and you just crush it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Ooh, ooh, okay, so much for that. Okay. Dick and fart jokes? Oh, no, no, Kevin. Okay, no, okay. I know, I know the origin of the fart joke. Thanks, Kevin. Okay. <sighs> you know, no, I, no, 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 I, uh, no, I kid, I kid. You, you, you definitely bring a different flavor to the show, so I really do appreciate that. Now, my, uh, uh, my rant is, is on podcast, actually. This is my rant. I have a certain plan for a show, and it's been well documented, I've talked about this a couple times, where I have everything written down from soup to nuts, what I want to talk about, or I have just a general idea of what I want to speak on. Because, you know, this little podcast thing and just a little passion project of mine, like I've said so many times, and the moment it stops becoming fun, I'm not going to do it anymore. And you don't know how many times where I've hit that record button and every single idea in my brain has just vanished. It's just gone. And I find myself just staring blankly at my screen as I'm talking. And sometimes I talk and I don't really say much <laughs> or I rant and don't really say much. And I listen back to it and I'm like, damn it. You know, Kevin has some really good points. He talks some really good stories. And then there's me, you know, just fimbling around and trying to make a point and sound halfway, halfway intelligent. And I'm like, no, this isn't working. <laughs> this is not working, you know. And I'm like, okay, next time I'm gonna do it. Next time I'm gonna have some great topics and talk about some great stuff. And I hit record and I forget everything. And I'm like, God damn it. Okay, okay, something funny. And then you're like, well, actually, Adrian, it means this. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> I'm like, damn it, Kevin. Why? But yeah. I right, got to be more boring. <laughs> no, I no, I no, I, I I truly have fun with this. I truly love, you know, the the raw um, conversations that we have because I want it to go a certain way, and then you bring up a really valid point, which makes me think, and you know that that once again expands my you know ex expands my my brain. It makes me think. And I see different sides of the coin. So, you know, that I really do appreciate. So, that is my rant. It was, it was a good mixture of good and bad. So, definitely good and bad on that one. Ill, good, bad. Very nice. I mean, we should just start typing out some talking points on our Discord. And let's go on that. Structure. Well, I mean, we can't pull back the curtain. I mean, we have to, you know, you know lie to our fans and pretend like we have our shit together. So, bro, <laughs> not everybody is invited to the champagne room. <laughs> Those are for special people, Kevin. Special people. The Patreon that's going to come. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so actually, uh, as we wind the show down, are there any podcasts uh, that you recommend to people out there? Hmm, I do. Um, I really enjoy this podcast called Life Kit, and boy, oh boy, it just addresses so many different subjects from money to friendships to um, renting to mental health 
it's just got so much great advice upon so many topics that are so useful. It's structured very well. They're about half an hour um, episodes. It, it, like one that I really thought was really great was um, how to uh, how to save money. Just little simple things or how to meal prep. A really great habit to do. And it's another like an NPR joint, and just they even do a great part at the end where they just sum up talking points for you. So it's like, bam, you're ready to go at the end. So life gets a great uh, listen. And that's awesome. Um, I don't have many podcasts to rent to, to recommend. See, editing, folks, um, to recommend because what I do is I look on Podbean and I see various podcasters out there recording their shows. And I used to um, see this one gentleman, I forgot his name, but you can go on podbean.com and look. He makes podcasts every day, about two to three minutes. He just says a couple of sentences, puts his thoughts out there, and he just stops. He may record something a little bit later or next week or next month, but his shows are just maybe two to three minutes. And that just blows me away because he, he doesn't say anything profound. You know, he doesn't reinvent the wheel. He just speaks his mind. He speaks about what he's done in the morning or what he's doing right now. A simple two to three minute show. And I always thought that how can you record something like that? When you make a show, it has to be a show. It has to be 30 minutes or an hour or two hours. And in the moment I said that, I stopped. I'm like, wait a second. You know, when you do a podcast, there is no format. There is no editing. You just speak. And then that's it. And then you upload it and you hope for the best. And that's how I started. I started with a five-minute show. And I just went from there. And once again, I'm still shocked. I'm still doing it four years later. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's, that's just what I recommend. I recommend anyone that is into podcasts, just look around. And look around, start small. It didn't have to be Joe Rogan, like there's anything wrong with that. Or it didn't have to be... Anything major, um, like you know, like a Kevin Smith podcast or, or a comedian's podcast or anything of sort, just look for local podcasters, you know, small time people, and, and see what they're doing, and just try it out because I want everybody to do a podcast. When I first started doing this, not a whole lot of people were doing podcasts. Now everybody's doing one. You know, um, I was watching YouTube earlier today and. There's advertisement for Podbean.com, and I haven't seen it. I have not seen an advertisement for Podbean ever since I've been doing this. And now there's advertisement everywhere on how to start your own podcast via your phone, which makes me sit back and look at my microphone. I spent money on it, going, "Really, guys? You didn't tell me this a long time ago, fuckers." So yeah, um, yeah, just start small. Just just listen to a couple podcasts, and you know, just uh, give it a shot. So, so this has been our weekly podcast, Kevin, a mishmash, a potpourri of just us talking about anything and everything. And hopefully uh, it's kind of in, uh, it's a kind of uh, intellectual on your end and much more a slapstick on mine. So I, uh, I do appreciate you joining me for another week. Well, it's always a pleasure. It's uh, good to give people what they want. But what do we give them? <laughs> what really do we give, we them, give them? We give them inspiration. Is, is, is that what we call it? <laughs> That's right. We give them. We give them something to do while they wash the dishes or walk the dog. <laughs> <laughs> we are the Everyman's Podcast, folks. This is this is what we do. Uh, you know, we solve something every single week. Um, so, no, seriously, uh, we thank everyone. For tuning in to the Walker AC experience, uh, we appreciate everyone downloading the shows, sharing the shows, listeners from all over the world um, listening to our shows. We have a good time with it. Uh, we never expect a huge audience, but shockingly, we have a huge audience, Kevin, and it's really, it's really entertaining. Um, we 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 hit a milestone, um, uh, three hundred and and fifty episodes, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, we definitely got a badge for that. So I am going to take a quick peek to make sure I got my facts right, because 
I don't want to give any, any wrong information because I'm, I'm an idiot enough. So I have to make sure I have everything ready. So as, uh, so as I do that here, uh, give a plug for your cereal and beer podcast coming out soon. Certainly. So please listen to the Cereal and Beer podcast with my good friend Jeff and I, Kevin. It's a podcast um, about uh, two Asian-American uh, gentlemen discussing the matters of the day and recommending entertainment to each other and uh, how we're seeing the world. Um, again, to preview our last episode, we do talk about how um, not enough of diverse voices get heard sometimes and that it's good that people talk about things that are usually they don't get heard because for a long time in media and in the world, only a certain type of person controlled the narrative. And that when you do hear other people's perspectives, it can broaden your horizons and give you a more nuanced view of how things are seen and thought about in the world. I like that. And once again, I anticipate, uh, I, I anticipate a show coming out soon because I'm going to pressure you about it and keep nagging you about it until you get sick of me because uh, I do want to uh, listen to it ASAP. You're, you're nagging the wrong one. Yeah, good point. Um, I think Jeff blocked me. But anyhow, I digress. Um, <laughs> uh, so through, through Podbean, we hit our badge of 350 episodes through Podbean. Um, in, all, in all actuality, uh, we are clocking in at almost 400 episodes um, throughout uh, four years of doing this. So I definitely thank you for you know, for joining us and helping me reach that uh, milestone. Excellent. We're on our way to getting podcast rich. Can't wait. Yeah, podcast rich. I'm not too sure what that would mean for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the world will see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So once again, everyone, thank you, everyone, for, for tuning in to another edition of the Walker AC Experience with myself and Kevin Yu. This has been the Walker AC Experience. I have been Walker AC. That has been Kevin Yu. You've been my friends, my family, my loved ones, people who love us, people who hate us. You're still going to listen to us, nanny, nanny, boo-boo. You know who you are. And we'll talk to you again next week, everyone. Good night.